I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those drivers' actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Hour number two coming at you. You're on Nuwana's Now. You're listening to ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching. SWX Montana Television, or maybe you're streaming on the ESPN MT app. Appreciate you, no matter how you're tuning in. Missed anything in the first hour of this fine Monday show? Montana Basketball Hour. Big Sky Champion, Montana State. They got a 14 seed. They're headed to Greensboro, North Carolina to take on Kansas State out of the Big 12. We will... uh, have upcoming news on uh, how we're going to get that one covered, but we will uh, have somebody there uh, on the other side of the country. We also went through all the state champions and some of the fun facts about all of the recently named state high school basketball champions. And uh, we also heard from Connor Dick, Missoula Hellgate senior, who led the Knights to a 70-50 to win over Billings West. Dick had 28 points including 18 after halftime. An awesome performance by him and an awesome performance by the Knights to win their first outright state championship since 2013. You can find all of it on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore, your best spot to get blue and gold on game days or any days there on the Montana State campus. You want to be a part of the show? You certainly can. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Our guests will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. So call us or text us uh, anytime throughout uh, Nuanas Now every day from 4 to 6 uh, here on ESPN Radio. The NCAA tournament gets kicked off on Thursday and it should be a wild one. There's all sorts of Favorites, or maybe there's no favorites at all. There's all sorts of contenders, I guess I should say. I don't even know who I would say is like the overall favorite. I mean, Alabama's the number one overall seed. But Kansas is a one seed. They're coming off a loss in the Big 12 championship game where they got smacked by Texas. Houston is a a number one seed. They're coming off a loss to Memphis in the AAC championship game. Uh, And then Purdue... They're Purdue. You know, I mean, they, they've been really good in the regular season the last couple of years, and then they've kind of fallen flat uh, at the tournament. So uh, I don't really know. I mean, and then you look at, like, the two seeds. Um, UCLA has experience, but they had a heartbreaking loss in the Pac-12 championship game. Texas is probably the hottest of the two seeds after they dismantled Kansas in the Big 12 championship game. So I don't know. We'll keep, keep giving you... Thoughts on uh, the bracket. Well, make sure you go enter our ESPN MT Bracket Challenge. It's on all of our social media right now, but it's also uh, just on ESPN.com. Go to the the, uh, Tournament Challenge and click on, uh, just search ESPN MT 2023 Challenge. Just ESPN MT 2023. 
will almost certainly get you there. And once you're there, it's free to enter. You just only one entry per person, but we have uh, an unbelievable amount of prizes. We got gift cards from Dazzler's Car Wash. We have gift cards from Paradise Falls of Missoula. Um, we got gift cards and prize boxes from Zootown Sports Cards. We got over $500 in, in uh, merchandise from Uptop Clothing as part of our prize packages. And uh, we're going to have some cash money for you, too. Still working out the details on that, but we will have some cash money for you as well. So go enter our ESPN MT uh, 2023 Challenge uh, on ESPN.com. Thanks to our great sponsors, Dazzler's Car Wash, Palmer's Drug and Lolo Drug of Missoula, Gray Wolf Peak Casino, Paradise Falls, Zootown Sports Cards, and also thanks to the contributing uh, sponsors for throwing in some prizes to the package as well. Complex Brewing, the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, Sushi Hana. I appreciate everybody for uh, fortifying and uh, making these prize packages so great. You can only have one entry in our ESPN MT Bracket Challenge, but there's all sorts of other challenges out there as well, including at the Silver Slipper. You can fill out a bracket down there at the Slipper, pay an entry fee, and uh, you'll be in line for some great prizes down there as well. Silver Slipper has drink specials every day, 20 keto machines, a liquor store, and pizza. There's nowhere else. You should be watching all the madness at the Slipper. It's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. The card room back open as well. Stop by today and see why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets. Some storylines. From uh, around the wide world of sports here in Montana that uh, maybe haven't been getting an adequate amount of play just because we've been talking so much hoops, both high school uh, and college hoops. First of all, a couple uh, familiar subjects. Duncan Hamilton, Lucy Corbett, a couple Bozeman High products that are competing in track and field at Montana State. They're now both seniors. Uh, they've gotten a, a lot of recognition on this show, and they are once again going to be recognized because they are once again All-Americans. Hamilton, who's the uh, peerless distance runner out of MSU, he competed at the NCAA Indoor Track and Field Championships over the weekend in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and uh, he led for several laps in the men's 3,000 meters, uh, but then he was eventually boxed in along the rail, and he was passed by several runners. He ended up finishing in 8 minutes and 2.71 seconds. So that was good for ninth place, and he is a second-team All-American. Uh, the st- the 3,000 meters is, is a good tune-up for him, but when it becomes the 3,000 meters steeplechase, that's where Duncan Hamilton is truly world-class. He has run some of the fastest times in the world over the last couple of years, and uh, I know he's probably a little bit disappointed in that time. His best qualifying time was 7 minutes and 43.28 seconds. So uh, he was about 19 seconds shy of that. Um, But either way, uh, still one of the top 10 3,000-meter runners in the country and uh, still yet another uh, All-American nod for Duncan Hamilton. Uh, Corbett, she also earned second-team All-American honors. Uh, She was 15th in the high jump. Uh, to earn the second-team All-American honors. She won the Big Sky Indoor High Jump Championship four times. Her uh, performance at Nationals may be a little bit shy of of what her best can be. She high jumped five, five, seven, and three-quarters of an inch. 
She won the Big Sky at five nine and three quarters. Her all-time best jump is six two and a quarter. So she was uh, a little ways off of that. Uh, but indoor season, especially for veteran athletes like Lucy Corbett and Duncan Hamilton, oftentimes you're just trying to continue to scale. Especially when like Corbett, she she wants to peak it outdoors and see if she can make a run. Truly at a first-team All-American finish, you know, getting in that top eight and uh, see if she can get a first-team All-American nod on her way out the door. And then Hamilton, like I mentioned, the 3,000 meters indoors is totally different than the 3,000 meters steeplechase outdoors. Steeplechase has hurdles and puddles and all that, uh, whereas the 3,000 meters indoors is just, you know, sprinting around the 200-meter indoor track. So it's certainly a different discipline. But uh, the news of the track and field world out of the Big Sky Conference couple more All-American nods from a couple of Bozeman High products uh, there at Montana State. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio. Uh, in Frontier Conference uh, news, we got three teams still alive, two on the women's side, one on the men's side. The Montana Tech men play tonight. I, I was trying to figure out uh, how to uh, watch this. There is a streaming service. You do have to pay for it. I I, I don't know. I'm, I I might pony up and pay for it tonight, just because I'm very interested in this tech team. It's a historic team for sure. They this is the farthest they've been in the NAIA national tournament. They are um, into the Sweet 16. They play William Penn out of Iowa. Uh, this game does tip tonight uh, in Kansas City at 6 p.m. Uh, still remains to be seen if Caleb Belich will play. It sounds like he's not going to. Belich was the Frontier Conference Player of the Year this last year, and uh, he suffered an injury in uh, MSU's or in Montana Tech's last game. And uh, word in Butte, I was just in Butte this last week, and word is that he's likely out for the season, but no official official confirmation on that. But if that's the case. Bummer for Belich, bummer for Tech. But either way, uh, a chance to go to the Elite Eight tonight, 6 p.m. from Kansas City, Montana Tech's men. Uh, on the women's side, the Montana Western women and the Carroll College women both remain alive. They each play tomorrow. The Carroll College women play at 2 p.m. against Dakota State out of South Dakota. So we'll certainly have an uh, update for you from that uh, tomorrow during the show. And the Montana Western women, they play tomorrow at 7 p.m. They play Dort University uh, of Iowa. So a couple more contenders there uh, in Frontier Conference women's basketball. Uh, The story for for Carroll is the fact that they've gotten a couple pretty prominent names from here in Montana to all sort of assemble together together. And that's why they're a two-seed, and that's why they have a real chance to make a run at the Final Four. Jamie Pickens, who's one of the top recruits out of the state of Montana, out of hell on a high, started her career with the Lady Grizz. She's been an absolute force uh, down the stretch. Since February 1st, she's averaging 22 points and 10 rebounds per game. She was the Frontier Conference Women's Basketball Player of the Year. Uh, She's doing it with one of the best peer point guards at the NAIA level in Camden Hillborn who also is from Helena High. Those two young ladies have won a lot of basketball games together. They were three-time state champions at, at Helena High, and uh, now they've, they've won a lot of games at Carroll as well. 
Hillborn leads the country in assists per game at uh, 6.7 per contest. And you can't help but wonder what might have been if Jamie Pickens would have stayed at Montana. But also, you got to be happy for her, you know, making the decision that's right for her and going to a level where she can be a truly dominant player. And, uh, I mean, there's only two women's basketball teams from the state of Montana left playing, and Carroll College is one of them. So uh, hard to deny uh, just just the winning and how important the winning can be. Montana Western similar just in terms of their roster construction. Brindley Fitzgerald, who's a Dillon product, playing in her hometown just like those Helena girls are there at Carroll. Uh, Fitzgerald started her career at Montana State, and she's had an outstanding uh, senior year as well. She was uh, the co-Frontier Conference Player of the Year with Jamie Pickens, so uh, good for those young ladies. Now ESPN Radio, other storylines that uh, maybe have gotten glossed over or buried in our hoops extravaganza. The Missoula Bruins hockey team, they earned the Boys Varsity High School Championship over the weekend. They beat the Billings Bulls 3 to nothing up there in Whitefish. Brett Wildebauer had two goals, and Quinn Hagen, uh, the goalie for the Bruins, pitched a shutout. So congratulations to the Bruins. Uh, that's the highest level of high school hockey in the state of Montana. So um, congratulations to all those young guys. Grizz softball has had about as tough a start as any team I can remember. I, I believe they lost their first 19 games. But they won two over the weekend. So they're now 2-22, and 22, but 2-22 and 22 is better than a zero in the first spot of the uh, the win column. They beat UNLV twice here uh, over the weekend at the Seattle U Invitational. And on the heels of those two wins, Montana senior Kendall Curtis has been named the Big Sky Conference Softball Player of the Week. Uh, that news came out earlier today. Over the weekend, Curtis went 6-for-11 against UNLV. And uh, she drove in three runs, scored twice. She only had six hits for the first 20 games of the year. Uh, so she equaled that over this last weekend's tournament. Uh, so good for her. And uh, it's been a tough start for both her and the Grizz softball team. But um, Grizz softball on the board in the win column. So we'll see if it eases up with Big Sky Conference play rolling around here uh, sooner than later. I say thanks to all of our great sponsors, uh, including Uptop Clothing. Uptop Clothing is going to be going to be providing five hundred dollars of merchandise to the winners of our ESPN MT twenty twenty three bracket challenge. Uptop also offering a, a code at checkout ESPN five. If you use that, you're going to get five dollars off all your purchases. So head on over to teamuptop.com. Uptop Clothing, owned and operated here in the great state of Montana, always reminding you to take a step back and enjoy the moment. We've done a little bit of spring ball talk here. I gave you a couple storylines that I was looking at for both Montana and Montana State. Grizz into the heart of spring ball uh, as we speak, whereas the Cats just got started today. The Grizz spring game will be April 7th, and the Cats will be on April 22nd. So let's keep on talking uh, Grizz Springball. First of all, one storyline that maybe hasn't been mentioned yet here on this show other than earlier on today is that Nolan Askelson, a building senior product, former Class AA Defensive Player of the Year out of senior high school, he'll wear number 41 for Montana State this year. The 41 tradition 
at MSU. A little bit different than the 37 tradition at Montana. Uh, Here's the primary differences. The 37 tradition at Montana goes back to 1986 when Craig Paulson first gave 37 to Tim Houck. We've had 16 players wear 37 at Montana. And it has always been a player uh, run award. Uh, I shouldn't say award. The tradition has always been a player passing it on to a teammate. It's, it's always been the player's choice. And the 37 jersey, it's got to be a guy from Montana, and it's traditionally been defensive guys. I shouldn't say it has to be. It just has been. The last 15 choices have all been defensive guys. It's not like written in stone that it has to be a defensive guy. That's just kind of how it goes. Montana State, the things that are different, um, Nolan Askelson will be, well, it's, it's interesting because the first guy to pass this thing on was Grant Collins, and he gave it to Braden Conkle. Conkle then passed it on to uh, R.J. Fitzgerald, and now R.J. Fitzgerald, a fullback on last year's team. Conkle a safety, uh, Collins a linebacker, and now Fitzgerald a fullback, he passes it on to Askelson, who's a linebacker. So there's a little bit more variety in, in offensive and defensive guys. They also uh, sort of, even though Brad Daly didn't pass the jersey along to Grant Collins, he was also a Montana-made player who wore 41. So you could say this tradition goes back to, it's 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 a lot newer, I guess is what I'm getting at. It's, it's at the most 10, 11 years old. Brad Daly was a senior in 2012. And uh, then if you, if you start it at Grant Collins, it's probably more like eight years old. But the other primary thing, besides the fact that there's a little bit more flexibility in offensive and defensive guys wearing the jersey, is that it's not that the player that previously wore it has input, but ultimately it's the coach's decision. So we railed and ranted quite a bit about the 37 drama at Montana last year. And my only point of my, my entire point of contention, I should say, was that the tradition is established as player to player. This tradition at Montana State is established as the coach. Um, I don't think one way or the other is better. I just think it gets weird if you try to derail it and it goes from player to player to then coach to player. Just like it would be weird, and this would never happen because the coaches just wouldn't let it happen, but it would be weird if it went from player to player instead of coach to player after it's already been established as coach to player uh, at Montana State. So that's your Bobcat news of the week uh, for football. Nolan Askelson building senior product wearing Montana State's legacy jersey number 41. is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Uh, Storyline out of the Grizz, other than the reshuffling of the coaching staff that I'm going to have my eyes on, is sort of a twofold question. Montana has made actually like an incredibly long-term habit of almost always relying on the transfer portal for its starting quarterback. And this is actually goes back to not even the transfer portal, just the phenomenon of transfers coming in. Because the, the quote-unquote portal has only been a thing for a handful of years. But Montana, particularly with Bobby Houck as the head coach, has often favored transfer quarterbacks. Bobby Houck's first year, uh, first couple years there uh, at Montana, he brought in guys like Jason Washington and Jeff Disney, Craig Oaks from Colorado, who was one of the best quarterbacks the Grizz have see- has seen. Um, Josh Schwager was part of that early run. Justin Roper came to Montana from Oregon. Schwager by way of Washington State. And then since Coach Alka's returned, 
He's gotten Dalton Sneed, uh, who transferred from UNLV by way of Scottsdale Community College. Cam Humphrey, who came from Saddleback College after starting his career at Boise State. Lucas Johnson, who had multiple stops, Georgia Tech, San Diego State, and then Montana. And now another guy that's had multiple stops, Sam Vidlak, is expected to be the front runner as the quarter, starting quarterback at Montana. Sam Vidlak originally committed to Montana out of high school, uh, out of uh, Oregon, and then he uh, ended up going to Oregon State, was there for a year. Then he went to Boise State, was there for a year, and now he comes in to Montana. So my question about, we've debated this, this phenomenon of transfer portal quarterbacks. Uh, I find it sort of crazy that Montana hasn't really been able to develop a guy internally. I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I think part of the reason is the way that they practice. They, they practice uh, very up-tempo, but they also practice very NFL style. Like when it comes to team, they're doing ones and twos almost all the time. And I think that really caters to the development of players on the defensive side of the ball because in this defensive scheme that Montana runs, they roll so many guys through. To be a, a quote-unquote one or two on the defensive line, if you're in the top six or seven, you're going to be getting reps in practice. To be a, a one or a two at linebacker, if you're in the top six or seven, you're getting reps in practice. If you're one of the top five safeties, you're getting reps in practice. One of the top four or five corners, you're getting reps. So lots of guys are getting reps. On the other side, the quarterbacks, they don't they don't rep that much. Like the only guys I really saw in practice, and this is a limited view because so often we're not able to make it down to practice, and even when we are, we're not allowed to watch that much practice. So it is a little bit of a, a slanted view. But in, in, in the brief times I did watch Montana practice, you got uh, Lucas Johnson taking a ton of reps, Chris Brown taking a ton of reps, and every once in a while, Daniel Britt taking reps. But like people that have asked me, what do you think of A.J. Abbott, the kid who transferred to Montana from Oregon? I, I don't know. I haven't really seen him in a team situation. What do you think of Caden Hewitt, a kid out of hell on a high? was a redshirt last year. I don't know. I've never seen Hewitt in a, in a team situation. The last time I saw Hewitt play was against Missoula Sentinel when he was in high school. So I, I really don't know how to evaluate him at a D1 level. So if Vidlak needs development, is he going to get it? Well, if he, if he is the front runner as the number one quarterback, I, I think he probably will get plenty of reps. What does that mean, though, for Montana? Because I also think the other thing that's uh, maybe stymieing Montana's quarterback position is just allowing the quarterback to be the fulcrum point of winning. They want to play this team-oriented style of football, and in certain ways, it's 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 brilliant. I think that there's a reason Montana's great on defense and a reason that they're great on special teams because they have so many guys that are empowered in their roles on those specific units. But in modern-day football, the, the thing that's going to put you over the top, especially for the programs that you are chasing if you're the Grizz, is an elite quarterback. I know that they want to prove to the world that they can do it without a truly elite player at quarterback, but if they just had a guy who could win them a game, and he doesn't have to be, I mean, they don't have to have, you know, an Eastern Washington Eric Berrier type guy throwing for 5,000 yards and 60 touchdowns or whatever. They don't need that. They just need a guy that can operate soundly, can take care of the ball, and then when it comes down to it, can be a difference maker. I think that they've had guys that were just fine 
at quarterback the last couple years. But just fine's not going to get you over the top against the programs you're chasing. Montana State, South Dakota State, North Dakota State. To get over the top against those teams, the things you got to have are elite offensive line play, elite playmaking on the perimeter, and elite quarterback play. It can't just be okay. you got to have elite stuff. I mean, for all the talk of North Dakota State and their defense and running the ball and their unbelievable factory of offensive linemen, they've also had a string of NFL quarterbacks. This last year, what did NDSU not have? An elite quarterback. They still made it to the national championship game, certainly. But, like, I guess when you look at the, the final four of the FCS playoffs last year, I mean, Incarnate Word is sitting in the final four because they have an elite quarterback. South Dakota State has been good on the lines and on defense for a long time. They've had great running backs for 10-plus years. I mean, from Zach Zenner to Pierre Strong and then, and then Isaiah Davis this last year, great backs at South Dakota State. They've had great tight ends. Dallas Goddard, Tucker Kraft, I mean, NFL guys. But the thing that put South Dakota State over the top this last year was Matt Gronowski, the, the quarterback. Him coming back from injury and being good was the, one of the main factors of why South Dakota State won the FCS National Championship. So my two-pronged question for the Grizz is, is Sam Vidlak good enough to be good, and are they willing enough to let him be good within the scope of new offensive coordinator Brent Pease's offense. We'll debate more spring ball and maybe speculate a little bit about the Green Bay Packers quarterback who might not be the Green Bay Packers quarterback anymore. That's next. Football talk in March. Got to love it. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Radio. Yeah, Fourth of July plans. I got mine. Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, one of my favorite bands, coming back to Missoula for a Fourth of July party. Can't wait. Welcome back, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. It's that time of year where we're going to talk nothing but hoops for the next couple weeks because that's all we've been talking about for the last couple weeks. So. Naturally, we're talking football here in hour number two. Thanks so much for hanging out with us uh, here on your Monday. I was teasing this, but I was waiting to solidify it, but that's why technology is great. Got the text message. We're good to go. Go enter the ESPN MT 2023 challenge on ESPN.com. Just search ESPN MT 2023. That'll bring you to our group. It's free entry, one bracket per person. We have all sorts of sweet prizes, including... A $500 cash prize, courtesy of our great friends at Katie O'Keefe's. Appreciate Katie's uh, for their uh, continued support of the stuff we got going on here. And appreciate them for ponying up uh, the great prize money for our ESPN MT Bracket Challenge. You uh, want some fun? Head on down to Katie O'Keefe's tomorrow night. They got their annual Calcutta. You can bid on all the tournament field. 
Bring your pocketbook, though, because some of the sometimes the teams get a little pricey. More like bring your friends because <laughs> you're going to want to split it up and uh, bet, bet on the teams. But it's a fun Calcutta with a ton of great payouts. Uh, so head on down to Katie O'Keefe's tomorrow evening uh, for their annual Calcutta. Appreciate Katie O'Keefe's uh, for being involved with all the stuff with us here uh, at ESPN Radio. Also, thanks to Uptop Clothing for providing one of the other primary prizes for our bracket challenge. They're giving away $500 worth of merchandise. Be sure to use the promo code ESPN5 at checkout to get $5 off all purchases when you shop at teamuptop.com. And be sure to enter our ESPN MT2023 challenge on ESPN.com. This morning, Trey Wingo reported Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. This afternoon, everybody else reported it ain't a done deal, and nobody knows what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. So I don't know where we're at. Uh, our owner here at Missoula Broadcasting Company is certainly a uh, Green Bay Packers fanatic. I tried to tell her that Aaron Rodgers had got traded to the Jets. Then she said, nope, it's not official. So then I looked it up for sure, and it's not official. So uh, the limbo continues, but uh, safe to say that Aaron Rodgers is going to have a new team? I don't know. I can't really see a scenario in which he's coming back to Green Bay, but uh, I hope he he just ends up somewhere else so we can stop talking about it here at some point. For those real nerds that like uh, analyzing the non-quarterbacks in the NFL, a couple noteworthy hires, Javon Hargrave, or I I should say signings, Javon Hargrave of the Philadelphia Eagles now of the San Francisco 49ers, a big defensive lineman who will continue to fortify what's already an unbelievable defense in San Francisco. Uh, He signs a four-year $75 million deal today. And then the other big one, Tremaine Edmonds, who's been a great player there at Buffalo. He signs a four-year $72 million contract with the Chicago Bears. We also told you a little bit about the big deal that the Bears swung on Friday. They traded the number one overall pick, thought it was a good deal on both sides because the Bears unload the number one pick, but they do get D.J. Moore, who's a really good wide receiver from Carolina. Carolina gets the number one pick, and they also get three other picks, including another uh, early-round pick this year, a first-rounder next year, and a second-day pick two years from now. So uh, am I am I get this all twisted? Tell me tell me what's the actual The Bears details. get D.J. Moore and all of those picks. Uh, and all those picks. Excuse me, right. And and uh, Carolina gets the, the number one overall pick. So, I mean, the Bears are kind of loading up here, right? I mean, I, I, I know there's a lot of varying opinions about Justin Fields, but I do think that Fields is better than the guys that are coming out in this draft class. So even if Fields isn't the end-all, be-all answer for you, I do think he's the end-all, be-all answer for right now. And so to load up around him, I think, is the better move than trying to risk another young quarterback who maybe then gives you a logjam at quarterback if you're the Bears. So, I don't know. What do you think? 406-888-1029. Call or text us. Let us know what you think of all the stuff uh, that's going down in the, uh, the wide world of NFL free agency. The other... Uh, Spring ball storyline. We talked about the Grizz quarterbacks uh, scenarios coming out of spring ball, or I guess in the heart of spring ball. The Bobcats started spring ball today, and uh, 
the thing that I'm interested in, because we saw this a little bit during fall camp before there was a bad injury, but last year the Bobcats ran uh, a great two-quarterback system with Tommy Mallott, who was a second-team All-Big Sky uh, performer, and then Sean Chambers, who was an All-Big Sky pick as an all-purpose player as well. And those two guys uh, definitely brought different flavors to the MSU offense. I think they each played uh, huge hands in winning games for Montana State. I mean, if not for Sean Chambers, would the Bobcats have been able to run the table in the Big Sky Conference? I don't know. I I thought Sean Chambers coming off, uh, I shouldn't say off the bench because he was part of the game plan, but really guiding the ship down the stretch against Eastern Washington and and overcoming a late turnover to then score the game-winning touchdown as Montana State won in Cheney. That was one of the biggest wins of the season. I know Eastern finished poorly, but that was sort of the thing that sent Montana State's trajectory up and uh, Eastern Washington's trajectory down. And then the next week when Sean Chambers just went nuts and won National Player of the Week against UC Davis, that was also a a huge deal uh, for Montana State, a huge win for Montana State. So those two, when I mentioned the injury, there was some stuff that we saw in fall camp early where they were going to run maybe even a third quarterback in Jordan Reed, who's a really talented guy. He's not the runner that Malat or Chambers are, but he is likely a, a more talented thrower, although I think that uh, Malat's an underrated thrower, and I actually think that Chambers, when, he, when he's hot, is a good thrower. But Reed is a, a talented drop-back passer. He's, he's really uh, prototype size out of um, – Southern California, oh, excuse me, Cats did not start today. They start a week from tomorrow. Sorry, I got my calendar dates all mixed up. Thank you for letting me know. Uh, text in from a listener. But either way, uh, what sort of razzle-dazzle can Montana State have up, up their sleeve? Do they find a way to have a, th- a third quarterback that gets some reps? If so, can they do it effectively? And if so, how much pressure uh, does that put on opposing defenses? I'm not sure, but if they could do it, effectively look out because the Bobcat offense is already going to be locked and loaded. They do have to find uh, somebody to replace Isaiah Fonse, but they found a bunch of guys to replace Isaiah Fonse last year. He was out the whole regular season, and the Cats still set a single-season rushing record uh, for their in their program's history. They return almost everybody along the offensive front. Uh, they should be really good at tight end as well with uh, you know H-back tight end, Derek Snell coming back, Trayton Pickering coming back. So, uh, Cats certainly will be able to run the ball next year. How much can they diversify their offense? How much could uh, a third quarterback in the mix have opposing defensive coordinators head spinning? We'll keep giving you spring ball storylines throughout the week so we don't just talk about hoops from start to finish. But our tournament takeover continues through the end of the weekend. Thanks to all of our great sponsors for bringing you the tournament takeover, including Palmer's Drug. What do Missoulians do best? They support their local stores. Come support your local pharmacy at Palmer's Drug. Palmer's Drug is a retail and compounding pharmacy that is the alternative to big box chain pharmacies. You can expect short wait times, free medical medication shipping, and friendly service at Palmer's Drug. Located at 918 Southwest Higgins in Missoula, Palmer's Drug is the most convenient way to get your prescriptions in the Garden City. Come in and discover how they can serve all of your pharmaceutical needs. We'll talk a little bit about the draw for the Big Sky Conference Women's Basketball Champion. A hint, they don't have to leave the state of California. That's pretty familiar for Sacramento State. But is it a good draw having to go play at Poly Pavilion? 
I don't know. We shall debate and maybe a couple more thoughts on MSU's draw as well as they head across the country to Greensboro, North Carolina. Finish up here on a Monday right after this. Keep it right here. The one is now ESPN Radio. Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company on behalf of both ESPN Missoula and Skyline Sports. Here with some of our friends from Blackfoot Communications, one of our great business partners at both entities. They've done so much for us in helping us develop so many different things at Skyline Sports. Also help bring you our ESPN Radio podcast network as well. We're here with Hannah Kreiss from Blackfoot Communications. She is a business development representative. Tell people just about your history at Blackfoot. How long have you been at Blackfoot? Yeah, I've been at Blackfoot three years now. When it comes to just uh, your actual job title, what is it that you do? I mean, what is your primary things that uh, go on in your day-to-day at Blackfoot? Yeah, so I target and work with small businesses um, and just helping them get connected to internet and phone services, just smaller grade equipment and services that they might need and not all of the bigger enterprise. What's your favorite part about your job at Blackfoot? I like connecting with people and meeting new people and going out and just having those conversations and getting to know them in the community. And how about just the organization in general? I mean, it it seems like such a great company to work for. Yeah, absolutely. It's very community-based, very family-oriented inside as well, and it's definitely very enjoyable. If you want to find out more about Blackfoot Communications in general, visit goblackfoot.com. Great website, very easy to navigate. They can help you with all sorts of things, from small business development to any sort of fiber, internet, communications, anything like that. Small business networking, all of it. Visit goblackfoot.com. It's new on is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. March Madness is upon us. Head on over to ESPN.com, go to the Tournament Challenge, search ESPN MT 2023, and enter our ESPN MT 2023 Challenge competition. Thousands of dollars of cash prizes, one entry per person. It's free to enter. Go do it. You want us now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks for hanging out with us here uh, on your Monday. Missed anything in the show? Fun show. Went through all the state championship results from over the weekend. Congratulations to all of the state championship teams and just all the teams in general. No matter how your season finished, an accomplishment to get it done. Uh, Like I always say, winning is far down the list in terms of the most important things in sports. It's learning how to win, learning how to lose. The journey is much more important than the end result. So congratulations to all of the great high school athletes out there. So fun to watch everybody compete. We talked about all things high school hoops. Heard from Connor Dick, Missoula Hellgate star player who uh, had 28 points to lead Hellgate to the uh, state championship in AA over Billings West. We also uh, talked all about Montana State, drawing a 14 seed, headed to North Carolina, Greensboro to be specific, to take on third-seeded Kansas State. And uh, we also gave you some further thoughts just about the NCAA tournament bracket. We talked some NFL free agency here in hour number two. And uh, also talk some spring football for both Montana and Montana State. All of it on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the Montana State Bookstore, your best spot to get blue and gold every game day and every day, located there on the Montana State campus. Speaking of brackets, you can only do one bracket for our challenge, but we have a whole bunch of great prizes. So uh, go get your brackets in before Thursday. You can also, though, 
Enter up at Grey Wolf Peak Casino and their partner casinos up there on the Salish Kootenai Reservation. They have a $1 million cash prize, the Million Dollar March Mania Challenge. If you get a perfect tournament bracket, you're going to win a million bucks. They also have $100,000 for perfect 25-question prop cards. You can earn extra brackets and prop cards when you play at the casino. Over $11,000 every single day in guaranteed cash and prizes with weekly winners. Play fun, free games online every day as well. Head on up to Gray Wolf Peak Casino and their partnering casinos there uh, on the uh, Salish Kootenai Reservation. Gray Wolf Peak Casino, just a 10-minute drive up Evero Hill in Missoula. The Big Sky Conference Women's Basketball Champions... The Sacramento State Hornets, they draw a 13 seed, so a much better draw than last year. Montana State, the Big Sky Champions last year, they got a 16 seed, and they had to go play the number one team in the country, the number one overall seed in the bracket, the Stanford Cardinal, and they had to play them on Stanford's home court. Now, Sac State, they got to go to Pauley Pavilion to play UCLA, but um, it's a, a much more manageable opponent. I mean, UCLA is out of the Pac-12, same as Stanford, but UCLA uh, has been okay this year. They've been great lately. I think that's the one thing that's uh, disadvantageous to Sac State. UCLA was up and down during the regular season, but then they really turned it on in the tournament. They won an overtime game in the Pac-12 tournament and uh, then used that to surge all the way to the tournament championship game. They took Washington State, the eventual Pac-12 champion, down to the wire, but uh, 11 and 7 in, in the Pac 12. I don't know. I cannot proclaim to be an expert on UCLA women's basketball or Pac 12 women's basketball, but just judging by their shooting splits, they're a team that struggled to shoot the ball. Now, maybe I'm just being assumptive here, but I, I do think that if you win that many games with shooting such a poor percentage, it means that you're probably really athletic, really good on defense, and probably really good at at, at uh, getting to the rim if you're not shooting the three very well. But I do think that Sac State has a couple advantages. First of all, Sac State's point guard, Kalasia Dean, who's the Big Sky Conference MVP both regular season and uh, during the tournament, she's about as consistent of a player as I've seen. They brought her in from Oakland where she played off the ball, but she was an all-Horizon League player multiple times. And they put her on the ball, and, and they went through their struggles. I mean, she had 13 turnovers in her first game playing at point guard for Sac State. But then she turned the corner and became uh, an unstoppable player. I mean, she's averaging 21 points, 5.5 assists, and almost 6 rebounds per game. She's certainly one of the best players uh, in, t- in terms of those statistics. Um, but the other thing that Sacks got going for it is they got a real deal player in the middle. Isnell Natabo is all of six five, all of uh, I mean she is one of the most physically formidable players in the league, one of the best offensive rebounding centers in all of college basketball. I think that Sac State's athleticism should match up okay with UCLA, but what this is going to come down to is exactly what it came down to for Sac State in the women's basketball, uh, the Big Sky Women's Tournament Championship game. And that is, if a team is dead set on taking away Kalisha Dean's penetration and they're dead set on doubling Natabo in the post, then can the other players on Sac State hit up, step up and hit big shots? 
They did in the championship game. NAU had a great plan, and they took away Dean. They took away Natabo. But Sac State's other role players stepped up and hit combined to hit 10 threes. I mean, getting 26 points out of Jordan Oliveras is is an unbelievable accomplishment for both her as a player and them as a team, and that was the deciding factor in their 76-63 win uh, over NAU. Uh, Andrew, do you know anything about UCLA or what do you think? I mean, this is this is a way better. I don't even know have to know a thing about UCLA to know this is a better draw than getting the number one overall seed like the Cats got last year. Yeah, I was just looking at their roster right now, Coulter. It's, I mean, none of these matchups, especially with the way that women's college basketball works, with yeah. how yeah. Uh, stratified it is, for sure, is a good matchup. But looking at it, I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing some good things for Sac State, UCLA. Of course, we talk about with the the bigger conference teams. The problem is they got a bunch of tall girls they can throw at you. Well, UCLA's got a couple six four girls, couple six three girls, so that's an issue. But I think Natabo. Matches up with them really well. Uh, they've got Kiki Rice, who's a freshman, who was the National Player of the Year last year, uh, over from my neck of the woods in D.C. Uh, but she hasn't been incredible this year. She's only averaging about 12 points per game. Uh, and the thing that I really think bodes well for Sac State, UCLA doesn't shoot the three really well. Their top scorer is a guard, Charisma Osborne. She's under 30% from three. She's only shooting 38% on the season. Kiki Rice is under 20% from three, which is crazy because she was a great shooter in high school. They've got a couple of, of role players who can shoot at mid-30s, but I think you know UCLA is not going to threaten to shoot them out of the gym, and I think if Natabo can play sort of that gang of 6'4 and 6'3 girls, at least to a standstill. Natabo doesn't have to dominate this game. She just has to survive. She has to have Sac State surviving on the boards. Uh, and if Sac State can sort of limit the possessions and play at their tempo, I don't think that UCLA is going to shoot them out of the gym. And then maybe it just comes down to who is making those three-point shots. If, if Sac State can keep UCLA from hu- having a huge advantage on the offensive boards, and if Sac State can uh, limit their turnovers and play the game at their tempo... I would take Sac State shooters maybe in a shooting match against UCLA. Be interesting. At Sac State, they Mark Campbell in his second season has had a pretty interesting formula. He decided to not play a non-conference game outside the state of California. So when this game comes down, this will be the 21st game in the in the state of California for Sacramento State. They are 17 and three in games played in California, including six and one in games played outside of Sacramento. So they've been really good in the Sunshine State, uh, not on their home court. Now, you know, not all opponents are created equal. They've played pretty much every school in California that's not the Pac-12 schools. They played Davis. They played Irvine. They, they played uh, San Diego State. Um, they played Fresno State. But they did not. They have not played UCLA, Cal, Stanford. Uh, so, I don't know. It'll be interesting. All I know is this, that in the women's tournament, the difference between a 13 and a 14 seed is is absolutely enormous. Because if you get a 14, you're playing one of the top three seeds. Those teams are so much better than everybody else. You get 15, 16, you're done. You're buried. I, I, it's like an impossible task to try to actually compete 
Whereas 13, that's what Idaho State had a couple years ago, and they, they, they played well against Kentucky. Yeah, and UCLA is a damn good team, Coulter, but this is a team that finished fourth in the Pac-12. It's not at the absolute upper echelon. They had a three-game losing streak earlier this year. They're kind of hot coming into it. They made it to the Pac-12 championship game, yep. but of course they lost to Cami Etheridge and Washington State in that Pac-12 championship game, so they're coming off a loss coming into it. Well, it's now ESPN Radio. We will be back rolling tomorrow. We'll have our Treasure State Stars for the week. We'll have some free sandwiches, and uh, we'll have a whole bunch of other stuff. But be sure to go enter that ESPN MT 2023 Challenge on ESPN.com. Get your entries in before Thursday. All the madness continues tomorrow. See you then, 4 p.m. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com.